What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Stand Up to Sitting podcast. I am your host and chief energy officer, Jeremy Abramson. And ladies and gentlemen, I am recording this show from my hostel room in Madrid, Spain. So I just want to give you a heads up if the sound quality isn't quite up to our typical quality. I apologize. There's a little AC running in the room, but I did the best I could in terms of setting everything up. Wow. We are one week in to my travels, which I definitely want to share with you and some of the key takeaways I've had after one week. But before I do that, I wanted to bring attention Monday's show with Brooke Rosenblum. And Brooke is a dear friend of mine. And I was so impressed and touched by the stories that she shared on the show. So if you haven't already listened, I highly, highly encourage you to do so because we all need to hear the message that she shared. She talked a lot about you know, the death of her mother and the death of other loved ones in her life and how she really overcame and worked through all of that to create a vision and purpose in her life that is so powerful and that carries the legacy of her loved ones. So please give that show a listen. And if there's someone you think would really benefit it, benefit from hearing it, also share it with them. That is what this community is all about. And before we dive into today's show, I want to share a review of the week. And these reviews are so helpful, guys. So I really appreciate, you know, it takes 5, 10, 15 seconds. And it really gives me some feedback and some idea of what you guys enjoy and what I can improve on. So please, your honest feedback is genuinely so valued and important to me. So please do not hold back. Do not hesitate. Take an extra five or 10 seconds, maybe after this show, to just leave a review. If you feel inspired, you can write something like Dan Lipman Fitness did. Dan said, Jeremy has one of the best, best podcasts on iTunes. I highly recommend it. He produces concise episodes that are full of value. Episodes are never more than 15 minutes, and I usually listen while I'm making breakfast or driving. I know Jeremy personally, and he truly practices what he preaches. He is a leader in his community and always brings tremendous value. I can tell he is always speaking from the heart and is truly passionate about making an impact. As a fellow coach, I have learned a lot from Jeremy. Keep spreading your light and impacting the thousands of lives across the world. Thank you for all that you do. Well... Dan, I really appreciate those kind words. And for sure, it's it's one of those things for me that I understand I need to preach what I practice. Because these the things that I talk about and touch upon in my content in this podcast are all things that I experience. So I feel like if I experience them, a majority of you do too. And I just want to provide a space for us to have these conversations and for us to help each other and support each other and also, very important, hold each other accountable. And that's really why I want you to call me out on my bullshit if I say something that you don't agree with or you know you don't like the way I pertain to a certain message or 
whatever it may be. I want to know. I've, I really do value your feedback. Now, the wait is over. I want to give you a little recap on my first week of traveling. My first five and a half days were spent in London, England. It was my first time in London. Really incredible experience. And I actually want to touch upon just my initial travel from Miami to London because it's something that I was really thinking about as I was going through the process. So I was flying Norwegian Air and I got to the airport, took an Uber from my place to the airport, and my bag was overweight that I was checking. But luckily enough, the lady working the front desk was really kind, and she said, try to take some stuff out, put it into your carry-on. And I did, but it was still like four kilograms over, which is like 10 pounds. But she let it on, no charge, and I was like, wow, good vibes. This is a great way to start the trip. Then when I got on the flight... There was no one sitting next to me. So the middle seat was open. I had an aisle and I had all this extra space. I was just thinking about all these little things that were taking place that in the past I would have really taken for granted, but they made the travel experience so much better. And how many little things had to go right for the trip to go smoothly. My Uber showed up on time, got me to the airport on time. We didn't get in an accident. He drove safely, delivered me to the correct spot. You know, the line wasn't too long at Norwegian. They let me on without charging me for the bag. And all of these little idiosyncrasies that constantly are taking place in our lives, but we sometimes neglect to recognize them because we're so caught up in our grind. So it's one of the things I kind of wanted to bring a light to and bring more consciousness to is just all of these miracles that happen to us on a daily basis. So really try and notice these, take notice of these and, and write about them because that's how we build a really strong gratitude practice is really appreciating these little things in life. So the second day in London was maybe the most memorable because I had the opportunity to go to Wimbledon. And for those of you who don't know, Wimbledon is the biggest tennis tournament in the world taking place in London. And I'm a lifelong tennis player, tennis fan, and it's a tournament that I've watched on TV for 20 years now. Literally 20 years since I was eight, nine years old. I remember watching with my mom and grandma and being there. So many people, local people, when I said like, hey, I'm going to try and go to Wimbledon. They're like, really? Like, you don't have a ticket and you're going to try and go? I was like, yeah, like, I, I really want to do this. I'm in London during Wimbledon. I feel obligated to at least make an effort. And what happens when you go to Wimbledon is most people, basically everyone, you know, tickets are sold out. But what you do is you wait in a queue, which is basically the British term for line. And the gates open at 9.30 a.m. So people camp out on this big lawn right by Wimbledon to get in and then you buy a ticket there. So those tickets get you in to the general grounds 
of Wimbledon. You don't get access to like center court or court one, which are where, you know, the top players play. But nonetheless, it's such an incredible experience and there's 16 other courts to watch and just a bunch of fun activities to do and participate in. So anyways, I got there at like 7.30 a.m. I took the train, which was like an hour, and that was pretty late to get there. There was already 7,500 people in line. And this was at 7.30 a.m. It was a beautiful sunny day. And we're just waiting in line. Of course, I went by myself and, you know, just connected pretty instantly with the people in front of me and the people behind me. Just had a great experience. We were waiting in line for the better half of five hours. But it was honestly probably the most enjoyable part of the whole experience was waiting in that line, connecting with different people. We actually uh, shot some funny videos of just trying to get people that were in line, you know, get them moving a little bit, get them smiling, uh, spreading our positive vibes. But that whole experience was so fun. And again, it didn't hurt that it was a beautiful day out. So the message there is, you know, really there's these things that we kind of have on our bucket list and that we've always had in the back of our mind. And oftentimes we let them stay there and we never really take any action to pursue them. But we just have to trust ourselves. We have to trust ourselves. Not everything has to be planned. Not everything has to be perfectly organized. We have to manifest and create our vision by taking action. And that's pretty much what I did in regards to Wimbledon. Moving forward, I'm not going to walk you guys through a day-to-day because I know that is a little monotonous and boring. But staying staying in London and kind of just exploring, it was really interesting because I, for those of you who know me, one of my biggest struggles is navigating. I am absolutely terrible at navigating. And my dad would hate to hate to hear this because he's an absolute master navigator. They didn't have navigation systems in the 60s and 70s. So he literally like still looks at the physical maps. Like I'm like, dad, you know, there's ways in Google maps. He's like, no, 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 I don't need that stuff. Um, but anyways, so I constantly found myself getting lost. I would ask for directions and I would try and do my best to, to follow them. But one thing led to another and I always literally every single time got lost. And while this was sometimes frustrating, it also turned out to be a huge gift because I walked into places, into people that I wouldn't have if I didn't get lost. So it made me think about getting lost is just an opportunity to find something new. And it was a really fun and profound realization I had because Walking is something that I feel like we don't do a lot of in the U.S. You know, we're always driving, um, especially in Miami. There's not really public transportation. It's so spread out. So there is a lack of walking. And each day in London, I walked an average of 10 miles. And that's just the, that was, that was really just the best way to see things. Like I wouldn't have had it any other way. In addition, that's a pretty damn good day of exercise is walking 10 miles, which is about 20,000 steps. And during, during those walks, you, me, 
me personally, I'm spending most of my time alone, right? I, I, I usually don't have any headphones in because I like kind of observing the sights and sounds of a new city. But that alone time is so precious and key. And I'll admit that during that time in London, there were times where I was a little lonely and I was thinking like, oh, you know, it would kind of be nice to have a companion with me right now. There are definitely thoughts like that that cross my mind. But for the most part, I really enjoyed the introspection and the self-reflection and the conversations I had with myself during these walks and, you know, during other times of this trip. And that's one of the beauties of traveling by yourself is you're really forced to face your own stuff, face your own shit and get out of your comfort zone and connect with other people. You can't just latch on to your best friend that you came with or your girlfriend or boyfriend. That was that was really powerful. Another, I guess the last experience I'll share from London is it was really fun. I had the opportunity to train someone who had followed me on Instagram for like the last year. So we got an awesome animal flow session in at Regent's Park in London, which was so fun. And then another really cool experience was my buddy Nick, who had messaged me on Instagram like three months ago to be on his podcast, actually lives in a city uh, a city called Brighton, which is an hour south of London, right on the coast. Amazing. Such a beautiful area. And we connected in person. So the last night I was in London, I took the train to Brighton and Nick and I jumped in the water. We, we did some animal flow. We recorded a podcast and then four hours of sleep later, I was on a flight to Madrid. So it's really fun to just think about all of these experiences and all of these connections that we can create if we just commit to them and we, and we trust ourselves. And that's one of the beauties of social media too is some of these experiences wouldn't have happened without social media. And we've talked about it before, how oftentimes we make social media a villain because it's a distraction. We compare people and, and it, we can go down these rabbit holes. And of course, all those things are true, but those things are all true about everything. We can go in with TV and radio and reading, whatever it is. It's the person that has the control though. Are you going to use... Instagram as a tool? Or are you going to let Instagram use you as a tool? So ask yourself that. So the three lessons that I really want to leave you with from my travel so far, and we'll talk about more of my Spain experience next week. But number one, getting lost is a new opportunity to find new things. And we spoke about that before, about how I was just wondering and, and kind of just ran into people and places that were really profound and impactful. So don't always associate something that might have a negative connotation. Oh, getting lost. Oh, we're wasting time. We're killing time. We don't know where we're going. We're frustrated. But instead of that, use it, use it as motivation to find the silver lining. Remember, this didn't happen to you. It happened for you. You got lost for a reason. Number two, alone time is so key. We often are running away from ourselves and filling our schedule with monotonous tasks and meetings to escape our own reality. And that's why 
we always finish these shows with asking ourselves questions because those conversations you have with yourself are the most important communication you're going to have in this world. You can't dive deep with other people if you haven't dove deep with yourself. And number three, less planning equals more spontaneity and fun. I mentioned this in an Instagram post when I departed to London. I rarely plan much of my trips when I travel these days. So I booked a one-way trip to London. I wasn't for sure how long I was going to stay there. I was kind of going with the flow. I connected with cool people. I loved the area I was staying in. And I wanted to make sure I, I felt confident with the things that I saw and the experiences I had before leaving. So then I connected my Brighton trip with Nick because he lived near the airport. So I woke up early the next morning. I was right by the airport to fly to Madrid. And in Madrid, I only booked three nights in a hostel. I didn't book anything past that. I'm going to be traveling a bunch of Spain, Barcelona, Sevilla, other cities here. But oftentimes when we make all these concrete plans, it limits us. It limits our flexibility because Chances are when you're traveling, you're going to meet some really cool people or you're going to find a city that really resonates with you and you're going to want to spend more time there or more time with that person and you're not going to be able to because you're going to be held down and handcuffed by your rigid plans. And trust me, guys, I'm pretty rigid in terms of my schedule when I'm back in Miami and I'm pretty stuck to that. But when you travel, you have the opportunity to be a little more flexible, be more adventurous. So I encourage you to take some chances and be spontaneous. I know we went a little over our typical 15 minutes, but I really wanted to share some of these experiences with you. Hopefully, hopefully I didn't bore you too much, but this is such a special experience and this podcast means the world to me each one of you listening right now has a special place in my heart so i want you to recognize that be aware of that and please reach out to me if you need absolutely anything if you just want to talk if you have a question if you have a suggestion for things i should see in spain please 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 let me know don't be shy that's what social media is for to be social Imagine that. But guys, ladies, gentlemen, you already know what time it is. It's time to be spontaneous and stand up to sitting.